This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. And they give it off. On the ground is Sheets, and Corey Sheets is into the secondary. Down the sideline he goes. Sheets might take it the distance. He's gone. His defense come up once again. Painter, this is what everybody's been talking about. Can he finish? Can he come up big at the end? The question still looms. Sheets in the backfield. The handoff. Sheets. Sheets misdirection. Sheets towards the end zone. Corey Sheets scampers in. Touchdown, Boilers. You're listening to another edition of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Lee, alongside my co-hosts, Andrew Eiler and Evan Webb. And we're very excited to have with us tonight, Purdue's all-time leader in rushing touchdowns, second in rushing yards, second in career points, running back from 2005 to 2008, Corey Sheets. Corey, how are you doing this evening? Mine yourself, Tanner. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We appreciate it, too. Uh, where are you coming coming to us from this evening? Uh, right now I'm in Tampa, Florida. That's where I've been living for the past 10 years. Okay. Okay. So what have you been up to since uh, your NFL career ended? Um, I took a few years off and pretty much did nothing, <laughs> which, was, which, was, which was nice. But uh, after that, uh dabbled in some acting, uh, drove trucks for a little bit. And now I'm uh, in school for massage therapy. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So uh, still getting along good with classes, even with uh, COVID-19 going on and everything? Oh, yeah. I'm in Florida. They're, Floridians don't care about that COVID stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the beach has been open. Store has yeah. been open. Clubs has been open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true a little more more open than indiana up here so yeah i left i left i left town for a month in the summertime and had to realize like damn like you can't go to no restaurants like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're starting to open up, open up a little more but we still got a got a little ways to go so. yeah. right so so you're originally from manchester connecticut yes and you had offers according to the recruiting site I was looking at from University of Connecticut, Iowa, Nebraska. What made you want to choose Purdue? Man, they lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all jokes aside, um, my mother wanted to go to that school. And at the time, I thought it was an opportunity for me to play my freshman year. That was that lie. But uh, I'm pretty sure they told everybody that. <laughs> hmm. Do you remember which uh, coach was your lead recruiter? Uh, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, Gary Emmanuel. Yeah. And he, he left a year later. It was like, man, you, you're going to bring me here and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was curious because as a running back, you were going to a school that was primarily known as a passing school. I ain't looked that information up, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're glad you, choose, we cho- you chose Purdue, that's for sure. Yeah, everything worked out for the best. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess a question I was going to ask you was if you expected to get a lot of playing time as a freshman uh, 
did, did you know you going in that they had Gerard Void and Brandon Jones? Um, yeah, actually, one of one of the things that actually helped me make my decision was I was watching. Um, I forget what bowl game they went to that the, the year before I came, and uh, we lost. And not to knock those guys, but it was like I saw a place where I could fit in. Mm-hmm. So that's what was, I was like. All right, I, I could go there and probably take their spot, but yeah. <laughs> through politics and things and, and coaches got their own plans. I, I was registered before I even stepped foot on campus, I was told. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like uh, coming from the East Coast to West Lafayette, Indiana? It was very different. And uh, mm-hmm. the one thing that I had to get used to was uh, those horns when tornadoes are coming or they possibly could come. <laughs> You don't have tornado sirens out east? Nah. Ah. <laughs> I never forget it. The first week I was on campus, I called my mother because it was this loud horn blowing off and like everybody ran inside. And like you could tell the guys that was the football players because we was all standing out. We all came outside, like, what the hell going on? Yeah. <laughs> where, we, where we from, we hear horns, something bad didn't happen. So you come outside to see. Nah, in the end, you got to go inside because something comes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't have a have to adjust to the winter at all. Oh uh, no, nah, that was a little bit different. It's, it rains. I mean, it snows a, a lot more. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, was of, it wasn't as as bad as in Connecticut, but it snows a lot more in, in Indiana. So okay, that wasn't it, that wasn't too bad. Okay, and what was your major at Purdue? Uh, OLS. I like to say business management because all my classes was business management classes. Okay. Which y'all pretty much know. <laughs> um, looking at your staff <laughs> freshman year, you had 104 carries for 571 yards and 10 touchdowns, which led the team. The team went five and seven. Uh, do any any particular games or any moments stick out more so than others during your freshman season? Um, my first carry – Against Notre Dame, I forget how many yards. It was like 60 or 70 yards. I should have just kept running instead of diving because I probably would have scored. And then Gerard fumbled the very next play. I remember that. I do remember (laughs) that. (laughs) And, like, I was sitting there like, damn, you trying to be a highlight and and, and get a picture. I messed up. (laughs) If I remember right, he tried to go up over the top. And the yeah, guy just knocked the ball out. And, nah, he, he lost the ball before he even went yeah, up. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, that was yeah. the story we told everybody, but we looked at it on film. It was like, yeah. Oh, you lost it when you was going up. That's it after, like, nah. <laughs> and, uh, shifted all the momentum and everything. I think that yeah. was that, that was produced. That was like the turning point. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, we, yeah. and we never gained no more momentum after that, that happened. That was Purdue's first night game in many, many years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. That was one moment, and then uh, when I finally got the the go ahead to take over my uh, Indiana game, Gerard got hurt, and it was all me. It was all you. Wearing number forty at the time before you switched to twenty four. Was there anything behind switching numbers there? Oh no, I just. 40 is, does not look good on me. <laughs> 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 it's, it's significant at the school, which I, yeah. I can't really understand that. Mm-hmm. But, sure. uh, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go out with the 40 on my back. <laughs> definitely understandable. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you guys were, uh, you had high expectations going into 2005. And like <laughs> I said, a lot of close losses turned into a five and seven season. Then you had some uh, key defenders jump to the pros 
So then coming back to 2006, you end up with 158 carries for 780 yards, 11 touchdowns, which also led the team. Team had a little better year going eight and six, uh, ultimately losing to Maryland in the Champ Sports Bowl. You guys started off four and zero that year, but then kind of hit a wall in Big Ten play a little bit. Um, in my opinion, I felt like if you look at the the way the, the games was going, and you just look at the stats, you can see that my carries decreased during those games. So it was like once the offense stopped circulating around me. And they started doing pass first, pass second, instead of run first, then pass, or set, use the run to set up the pass, the game started going away from us. We couldn't control it as like we, like we wanted to. That was always my argument in the locker room. Yeah, looking at the scores, it looked like, I mean, the games were gettable because the defense was playing pretty well, keeping the opponents down to low scoring, but just yeah, couldn't produce any points. Too much, too much field time for the defense. There's one thing yeah. that I've come to learn that, the less the defense plays during the season, the better your chances are of being, mm-hmm. winning the championship. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you remember about that game at Hawaii? That's interesting because at that time, I mean, nobody played 13 games in a regular season. I mean, we got our ass kicked. Or <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't reflect it, though. But I also remember that uh, – what's that, that chant they do before the game? Oh yeah, the rug, like was it like the rugby chant? Did they do that? Is yeah, that what? Yeah, the one thing the rock always. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was my first time like ever seeing that experience. Like I never even heard of it before. We sitting there stretching, and all of a sudden they come out there looking like they was ready to go to war. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, it, it caught our eye. Like we stopped stretching and everything. Like what the what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and the crazy thing about it, they didn't stretch. Like after they finished, they went and got ready. Like they ran, they put they plays, and then we played the game. <laughs> it was like yeah, they they not here to do the same thing we here to do. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it was it was a fun game. Honestly, was the was the climate unlike anything you ever played in? I mean, no, it was it no. was actually a beautiful day. Like, it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It, it wasn't real sunny. Like it was a beautiful day out. That was one thing I do remember. What is probably the hottest climate you ever played? And was it at the at Arizona game your freshman year? No, that wasn't that hot. That wasn't too bad. I want to say it was a game in, at Purdue. Yeah, some of those early, some of those early fall games still yeah, be hot yeah, and humid. Like the ball, yeah, like the ball state game or something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. it, was, it was hot out there. I, I remember going to games early fall. Those first couple of games, non conference, and it being. 90 and humid and it's been kind of real miserable because the Arizona game we played like later in the day. So the sun went down. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't that bad. Remember you, that's all I talked about. Uh, one of your, one of your highlight games in 2006 was a four uh, touchdown performance against Miami, Ohio, which was, was in uh, five, 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 I got, five. I got touchdown too. Okay. I had the rushing, <laughs> that was my fault. I had the rushing touchdowns written down. So, uh, which was Purdue's first ever, uh, Overtime game at Ross State Stadium, so that that had to be kind of unique to play in, I guess. At the time, I didn't know that. Yeah, but uh, after after the fact, I was glad we won. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Never want to lose to a Mac school. Yeah, so. especially in your first overtime, and you, you got to win that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then in 2007, you guys uh, started off really hot. Yeah, uh, you started off uh, five and zero, oh, and 
were ranked number 23 at the time with Ohio State coming in. That's actually the last time Purdue's been ranked. Yeah, it's been wow. 13 years. <laughs> since, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think we have the longest streak in Division One, unfortunately. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not not good streak to have. No, but uh, you you guys then bounce back after losing to Ohio State. We're seven and two with three games left, looking like if you can squeak out a few, you probably head to Pasadena, even though Ohio State was going to be headed to the championship. Then you lost at Penn State, Michigan State at home at, and then at Indiana. Uh, but yourself, you had 168 carries for 859 yards. 11 touchdowns, which once again led the team. So three years in a row, you lead the team in touchdowns. Got to think you're going to start. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <the> ball more. <laughs> Does anything stick out to you uh, coming down the stretch that year with those three games left? Um, what you said, 2007? Yeah, so your junior year. Um. I, the, 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 the climate in the locker room was like, yeah. We're going home. We're going home early this year, so let's get to hurry and get the hell up out of here. Try not to get hurt. I want to say I could I could be mistaken, but I want to say Dorian Bryant made a comment when you guys were seven and two, and kind of didn't said he wasn't too worried about the next three games. You know, ah, we're not going to lose the next three or something like that. And then you guys end up dropping the next three and backdooring yourselves in Detroit. I don't remember that one. If he, I don't did, know. if he did say something, that, that's not surprising. Dorian did some wild things in the media. <laughs> I, I, I think he said something like, we, we want to make sure we don't lose the next three and end up in Detroit, and then that's what happened. I, I think that <laughs> was kind of the quote. That, so. that, that right there sounds something like he would say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not surprising. Dorian was a, was a, was a loose cannon. But I wasn't too far behind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you guys are talented players. You could do that. I mean, I mean, hey, the talent to toleration level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you guys did win the bowl game in a, in a shootout with uh, Central Michigan, who had Antonio Brown and J.J. Watt on their roster at the time. You think back on I me. Mean, hey. yeah. <laughs> J.J. was playing some tight end. I think they had him at the wrong position up there. but They figured that out. Yeah, they figured it out. Wisconsin figured that out when he got there. Um but then going into your senior year, what was what was your mindset going into your senior year? You know, it's your last year. You want to impress the scouts to go to the next level. What was the mindset of yourself and the team going into that year? Honestly, it was to be more consistent or to stay, stay consistent like I was and always been because uh, I knew I was about to be getting the ball a little bit more, which was what I always wanted, and I wanted to basically back up my words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you definitely got you got your uh, most carries in your career by far, uh, 234 in 2008, and you went over the thousand yard mark with 1,131 rushing yards and 16 touchdowns, which is still a Purdue single season rushing uh, touchdown record, I believe. Hey, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you guys did struggle four and eight that year, which ended up being Joe Tiller's last year, um, and I guess you guys knew that going into that year that was going to be Joe's last year. Did that have an effect on everybody's? Um, um, some may say it might have, but others it won't. But because uh, we played that season, like it was our last two because we was leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we wasn't really worried about it being Joe's last year because it was our last year. So we wanted to make sure we went out on top as well. And uh, what are, who are some of the other players in your uh, graduating class, in your recruiting class? Um, damn. 
making me think now. <laughs> um, Desmond Tardy, Cliff Avery, Dorian Bryant, Tory Williams. Um, what other guys? So I know, I know, I know. Curtis graduated in oh, yeah, Painter. Painter. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know if he registered or not. Okay. Yeah, those those are all guys that came in with us, and but a couple guys left early. A couple guys stayed a little longer. Do you still uh, keep in touch with any of your former teammates at all? I actually live in town, uh, like thirty minutes from Desmond. He's out in uh, IMG coaching. Yeah. And then Tori is in uh, is in Tampa with me. Okay. Nice. And he lives not too far from me. We see each other quite a bit. Very cool. Good. And then uh, we, you know, the core guys you hang out with and you graduated. Where you still talk to from time to time, keep it with the family, you know, all those good things. Sure, sure. Do you have any good uh, Curtis Painter stories that you can share, I guess? Not often that I could uh, think about. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be uh, cool to share with you guys. <laughs> how, about, how about any Joe Tiller stories? Oh, man, Joe. I remember Joe used to fall asleep at practice sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, nah, I can't give you one uh, if I was Joe and Curtis. So uh, Joe used to fall fall asleep sometimes, like later in the season, and uh, Painter wanted to wanted to wake him up one day. So we uh, we ran a play where it was just a uh, everybody ran goals, and he was just going to overthrow us, and that was pretty hard for the, the speed that we had in the in, the, in that uh, backfield in his arm. But he did. <laughs> it was pretty accurate. Uh, the ball was very close to Tiller's uh, go kart. It woke his ass up. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's great. Uh, what, what was the? Oh, it. Nope. Go, go ahead. ahead. Nope. Say, what was what was the dynamic like that last year? Because you knew Tiller was was on his way out, and obviously Danny Hope was already there. Um, I guess what was the coaching dynamic like with you know one guy was leaving, one guy was kind of starting to was you know Hope trying to kind of already kind of push his his game plan or what was what was going on with that year. Uh, nah, not really. This still was Tiller's show. We, uh, hope more so. You see, you can see him working with, uh, the old linemen just a little bit more. Yeah. The guys that want to be there the next year. That was one thing I noticed, which I didn't mind because it got them better for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So that was, that was one thing I did notice. Yeah. Now how about, how about your last college game? I mean, whooping up on IU is always probably a good way to go out, right? Oh yeah. You can't lose that game. You can, you can go. Oh and nine, but if you win that, that last game against IU and bring home the bucket or keep the bucket where it's supposed to be, then yeah. you did a, did a I, I job. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it okay, yeah. yeah somewhat better. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Never want to lose that, and and it had to be a good feeling for the seniors to go across that sidelines and get it back since you guys. Oh, took oh it yeah, the year definitely, yeah. definitely. And uh, a couple of things I remember from that was anybody didn't so much the game. It was a. Uh, it was coming out with the with Purdue Pete and the hammer. Mm-hmm. I, I always said I wanted to do that, but Tiller never allowed it, and uh, I made him made me allow it that day. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. And then I uh, was banging on the drum at the end at the yeah. end of it after we went in the ramsack and took the bucket over and oh, holding yeah. up on the the, the 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 student section and then bringing it to the family section. Yeah. Did you know much about the the rivalry at all before you you got to Purdue, or what was kind of your first introduction to the Old Oak and Bucket rivalry? Um, seeing it on in the visit, they told me about it. I thought it was just a uh, like a like a rinkety old bucket, like it was an ornament. <laughs> I was wondering why I was in a trophy case, like. 
And then they told me told me the story about it, and mm-hmm. I, I still didn't really like get the gist of it until I actually came in and heard the stories about the games and the, hit, the actual history behind the bucket. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm also new about the the shillelagh and the, mm-hmm. the game. Sure, I ain't like them guys. <laughs> oh, I can't stand them. So, <laughs> uh, what was your favorite uh, stadium to play in? Ooh, we only went there once, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, my, we only went there one time and uh, we lost, but I had a good time in the game. <laughs> like, the crowd, I remember one time I was, I was on the field and I was just watching the crowd do whatever they was doing. Painter smacked me in the chest, like, pay attention. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, they practice this stuff. They come to find mm-hmm. out they do what <laughs> they did back then. Yeah. We had uh, we were interviewing uh, former Purdue kicker and punter Travis Dorsch, and he also said that was his favorite. He said that and Beaver Stadium, Penn State, oh, were his yeah. two. Oh, when the, uh, the crowd noise. Uh-huh. I learned about that at Penn State. <laughs> I actually sitting there, sitting there talking to Dorian. We showed the show there our freshman year. We didn't play, but we traveled. And uh, I had a whole conversation with him. He never heard a word I said. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over like, right? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's what Travis was saying. He said, as a specialist, he said the ground would literally shake under his feet. You can feel the the sounds like vibrating like in your ears. Like, yeah. The pressure is crazy. Yeah. What was it like playing at Notre Dame? Depends if you was winning or losing. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, or when it cl- close games, it was pretty quiet in there, which was which was great to see, great to hear. And uh, when when you're losing or it's a close game, it's a it's, it's a wild place to be in. Well, you're also a member of the last Purdue team to beat Notre Dame, which was 2007, because they won every game from 08 to 14, and now we haven't played them for six years. So, wow, yeah, <laughs> just to put it in perspective. So, mm-hmm. dislocated my shoulder that game. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got and they had me on the uh, on on the, on the cover of the newspaper. Like, <laughs> you're like really? That's that's the picture y'all going? Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in a win, you put a picture of somebody getting hurt. Come on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what was it like playing with Dustin Keller? Um, it was fun. Yeah. He was a, he was a he was a silly guy. So like, but he's also serious. Like when when you needed to, be, but he, he knew how to cut the tension at times. So he was he was a fun guy to play with. I always knew what to expect from him. And I know you've played with a lot of talented guys during your career at Purdue, but who would you say is the most talented player you got to play with? Most talented player? Hmm. Between Dorian Bryan and Cliff Avery, if you want to call it that, he was on defense. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. But, uh, yeah, those, those are probably the two guys I was – I was excited to watch play. Yeah. yeah. They were both fun to fun to watch every Saturday. Who would yeah. you – Right, who would right you, there with you, though. We had, we had a lot of fun watching you. Also, oh, yeah. Like, if I didn't have the ball and Dorian had it, if I couldn't get a block, it was cool to watch him do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then on defense, watching Cliff go from, from linebacker to, to uh, DN, it was an amazing transition. Yeah, and then seeing him have the great su- success he'd had at the next level was pretty cool, too. Made the right choices. <laughs> um, who was the best player you played against? I'm gonna be honest with you. And is it something I can admit now because it don't mean nothing? But I, I was horrible at watching the film and 
been watching the crowd reports like I didn't know guys that I was playing against because <laughs> they ain't mean about that. Y'all gotta stop me. I'm not worried about yeah. y'all. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> That's the mindset you gotta do have. Your, yeah. Yeah. yeah, do yeah, your yeah. job. No, they can't do anything anyway. It's not gonna right. matter. Right? I, was, I was horrible with that. So <laughs> like I didn't meet guys until being in the NFL. I'm like, hey, you remember this game? Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I, I don't remember you out there, and they showed me a video or something like, "Yeah, I remember talking to you, and you ain't catch me." <laughs> I, I didn't know if maybe there was a guy that had a couple tackles. Like, he hit you, hit you hard. Yeah. Actually, a friend of mine, his name is uh, Chris Baker. He uh, played against me in high school, and then he went to Penn State, and then mm-hmm. played against each other in uh, our first. Um, Preseason games in uh NFL, so that was one guy I kind of remember because we I seen him all the way from high school all the way up to the league. Yeah, yeah, he's a good one. I mean, I would say anybody who transitions to the NFL, pretty good <laughs> choice probably. So right. Um, before we talk about your career post Purdue, I got a few more pretty questions here for you. What was the most memorable game at Purdue for you? Um, Oregon, and then probably. There's a few of them, the Oregon, the Ball State game, the Michigan uh, game, where I scored five touchdowns, my last IU game, my first IU game. They all rank up there pretty high with me. Yeah, you picked all the good ones. Oregon, you yeah. had the 80-yard touchdown to, <laughs> on the first series. Uh, the Michigan game was a hook and ladder play late in the game. Yeah. Uh, Desmond Tardy scored. And uh, of we partied both- so hard after that game. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> after that, man, you would have thought we wouldn't the ship after that game. Bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> beat Michigan, beat Rich Rodriguez, who, of course, Purdue didn't like very much. So Yeah. That was uh, a good win right there. <laughs> what, were, what was your most memorable play? It had to be Central Michigan. Well, I shook the guy and they made a top ten. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. If you don't score there, we don't win the game. So exactly. And then it, it came off like when he when the play was called, it was like, "Y'all about to run the? We about to run the ball?" <laughs> 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 like, nah, they joking. <laughs> he looked at me like, "Yeah, like all right, the hell with it." Then it, it opened up like it was like, "Oh, this is lovely." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you you made that guy, yeah. He broke his ankles, literally. Yeah. He was I actually ran into him in I want to say the CFL. Okay. And we had a conversation about that play. It, it, <laughs> it was a good conversation for me. <laughs> oh, sure. You, you have to remind him about it. I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised he wanted to talk to you about that. <laughs> it, it was it was just so it was crazy because yeah. like we were talking about it. We were, we were just talking about college, and I was like, "Where'd you go?" And he was like, "Central Michigan." I was like, damn, I used to bust their ass. <laughs> <laughs> like he kind of like he kind of like, like put his head down. And I was like, wait, what position you played? And he's like, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to say anything more. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna make you fish it out of me. It was me. <laughs> that's oh, that's great. That's great. Uh what's one game you wish you guys had back at Purdue? What was one loss that kind of Oregon? Oregon. Yeah. Because okay. if if you get me the ball. Uh, and, and, and and I believe I score <laughs> yep. for, for a drop pass. Yeah, that was a, that double overtime loss. Yeah, that was yeah. a tough mm-hmm. one. Yep. Could have changed the whole season around, really, looking back I at think, it. I think it would have kept us on the highlight. Yep. yep. Um, and then a- after the after your career at Purdue, uh, 
you went undrafted. Now, did you get a invite to the combine or no? Uh, yes, you did. Uh, I placed like top three or top four in pretty much everything, which was surprising that I went undrafted. It was like, yeah. was y'all at the same combine I was at? I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm presuming you were uh, talking to a lot of teams though leading up to the draft. Uh, yeah, I had quite a few interviews, but they ain't call me when the time was right. <laughs> Then you ended up uh, signing with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. What was appealing to them over some other teams? Um, outside of, they offered the most money. Um, it was my favorite team growing up. So it, once they got the call, it, it was between, honestly, it was between the Jets, Green Bay, and the 49ers. It was like, for damn sure not going to Green Bay. <laughs> which I probably should have because my uh, my actual my bud father, he uh, played for Green Bay Packers. So I probably would have got the le- legacy treatment up there if I had went there. But I ain't know no better. <laughs> but, but growing up and playing for your favorite team is is always the, the ideal plan. So even though I didn't get drafted, I was still still there. Yeah, yeah, that's a dream come true for you. And he went to the place with the warmest weather. I mean, makes sense to me. Exactly. <laughs> So then after the Niners, you ended up with the Dolphins, which you got your uh, one career carry for five yards before yeah. sustained an injury eventually with the Dolphins. And then you went to the Carolina Packer, or Packers, Carolina Panthers. <laughs> uh, and then you went up to the CFL when you had a lot of success up there for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, your stats up there, you had in 2012, you had 229 carries for 1,277 yards, 11 touchdowns. 2013, 287 carries for 1,598 yards and 12 touchdowns. And you guys won a Grey Cup, which you were the MVP in that game. Yes. So, so what was it like playing in Canada, and what were the differences between the CFL and the NFL? Oh, man. Well, let me first off with the differences because that's a shorter list. Um, <laughs> the offense get to be in motion at all times. Okay. And mm-hmm. – you get a running head start from no matter, from anywhere on the field. Um, if you do go offside, you can run them back, and they what well, they won't throw a flag. <laughs> um, if you fumble, if as, you don't have to recover the ball as long as you you're the last person to touch it when it goes out of bounds. Interesting. Okay. Um, let's say I have a long run and somebody's getting ready to tackle me. If, I can, if I'm able to kick the ball into the end zone and one of my teammates recovers it first, that's a touchdown. Wow. It's either a touchdown, it's either a touchdown or, it's, or it's like two points or something like that. But it's something it's something crazy like that. Uh, you get rewarded for it, at least. Yeah, you get rewarded for it. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, The defense is off the ball a yard. So say the ball's on the inch, li- inch line, uh, on the goal line. The defense sure. is a yard into the end zone. Yeah. All you got to do is go forward, touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> um, huh. The goal post is in the front of the uh, end zone post. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I knew that, yeah. It would be terrifying if you run like run a route across the middle, I feel like. You have to look out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens more often than not. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually a play like we run, like is a rug like a, play instead of yeah, the, yeah. You, run, you run both your the defenders from the opposite side. Now, mind you, you're already running at top speed when you get to them. Yeah. yeah. And you're rubbing with two players plus the goal post. Somebody's getting open. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Then yeah. um, what, what other uh, – uh, the field's longer and wider. There's mm-hmm. an extra guy on each side of the field. 
Um, what else? There's a few. Did you, did you like the rule changes? Did you? Did it take a while to figure it out and kind of get used to it, or did you kind of take to it and it's like it's just football? Let's go. No, because honestly, I was asking uh, the same question y'all are saying. I was asking my coach on the very first phone call we had, and mm-hmm. he simplified it just like this for me. Once the ball snapped, it's football. Yeah. No, no, nothing else changed. It's football. And for me, mm-hmm. you will never got to worry about going offside. So <laughs> yeah. good money. That's all you need to worry about. And that's all I cared about. So, What were the fans like up there? Oh, my God. I, I lucked up, I believe, and went to the right city. Mm-hmm. So – the the fans are crazy. If you could, if you've ever been to a Green Bay Packer game or a Penn State game, fans are equal to that. And going to another country for a lot of guys that go up there just on a whim, you go up there pretty much broke. Mm-hmm. So having a city that uh, takes care of their players on and off the field is was was a big help. Like I had people pull up next to me while I was walking down the street and asked me if I needed to ride home or needed to ride to go to the grocery store, like. Uh-huh. They take care of you like that. <laughs> it probably helps too that you were one of the better players. You end up being the MVP of the Great Cup. I mean, you can probably yeah, go up there right yeah. now. You can probably go up there right now and drink for freeze. That's what I'm hearing. So, oh yeah, I do. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say, say, last time I was up there, uh, they, they opened a bar for me that had, had been closed for like an hour and a half. So, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That's like awesome. The people, they was like, are you serious? Like, you really want to come drink right now? I'm like, look, I've been running around doing interviews all damn day. I, and y'all, y'all told me to come down here. I'm here. And it was like, all right, fuck it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, the kitchen's closed, but don't worry about it. You can, you can drink all you want. That's all yeah. I need. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all you need to hear. Right. Now, you were, were you teammates with Ricky Williams up there for a little bit? You want to hear something funny? I was on the team for about a week and a half maybe two weeks before I realized I was on the team with Ricky Williams. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a lot of people don't know this. His name, his name is actually Eric. Did not I know. did not know that. And the, uh, the name Ricky came from his, his mother. She used to call him Rick. So it kind of just stuck with him. Huh. Interesting. So in the locker room, when I came, it was a, a bye week. So we don't really – and Ricky, he's not – he don't really – he didn't talk to me for the first week, honestly. But he does that with everybody. So it wasn't mm-hmm. that new. And, uh, so his locker was on the other side of the locker room, so I wasn't, like, running up to his locker room scene. It was Ricky. It was just said Williams or whatever, or R. Williams. And I never just dawned on me with Ricky Williams. Then mm-hmm. the first game, I'm sitting there, standing there, and it's, I'm reading this back of his jersey, and it says R. Williams. I look at the number, and I look at my fullback, like, is this Ricky Williams? I'm <laughs> <laughs> in the game. <laughs> he looks at me. He's <laughs> like, "Where the hell you been?" <laughs> I'm like, "What do you mean? Y'all call him man Eric? How am I supposed to know his name, Ricky?" Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking, oh, Eric, Eric, and he don't talk to me, so <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I don't. I'd always heard he's a pretty silent guy. Yeah, it's just it's he like he has a lot to, to speak, but it's just he doesn't mm-hmm. speak to everybody and he doesn't know you once he warms up to you. Oh, you abundance of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, did you learn anything from him that you could uh, put into the, your running style? I would say the, the the main thing that helped me up there was uh, things they call run to uh, slow through, fast through, and uh, 
the way they explained it to me was I was a fast guy, I was real quick. So I was always hitting a hitting a, a hole too fast. So in college, they teach you to hit it as hard as you can, hundred miles an hour. NFL is a little bit different. Everything works off timing. You need mm-hmm. you need to let the, the O line set up their blocks, get on their blocks and shed blocks, and get to a second level and things like that. So you can't necessarily be running a hundred miles an hour. Right. And I didn't perfect it until I got to Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it took me about a, about a season, or maybe a half a season, to perfect it up there. And seeing that we had what twenty games we played, I, got, I had a few few moments to practice it. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. Yeah, that's a long season. Wow. It actually goes by pretty fast, though. Mm-hmm. Because like you're over Thanksgiving is is championship. You're going home by then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. yeah. When you put it in that perspective, I can see that. Yeah. Like right now, there would be like maybe ha- almost halfway through the other season. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it goes by quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then after all your success up in Canada, the Raiders come calling. Then you join the Raiders. Having a promising preseason, then another injury. Yeah, I, I honestly walked off. It was crazy that I had my last game in Green Bay too. <laughs> I tried to avoid that place so much, and it still ended my <laughs> career there. <laughs> and like, I, yeah, I, I walked up that field and was like, "Yeah, somebody told me I don't need to be playing football." So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just too many injuries because it, it wasn't even too many. It was literally two injuries, this, and just, it was the same injury. Right yeah. once I, I made it to that point to where all right, you have a start position and. Miami yep. had just gotten a starting job for the kick returner. And uh, Oakland, uh, they had just bumped me up to running with the ones and twos. Like, yep. That's <laughs> what I heard, yeah. Head coach walked off. He was like, damn, you was on the team. Like, don't tell me that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on IR. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the head coach of the Raiders at that time? Uh, damn. Um, I forget now. I wasn't there long enough, man. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 say, he wasn't there long enough neither. Like they yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a Broncos fan, so I'm trying to think back who some of the Raiders coaches were. But I, uh, I say he's, a, he's an offensive coordinator for somebody. Um, who's the offensive coordinator for? Dennis Allen, is that right? I just Googled. Yeah, Dennis Allen. Yeah, yeah he was. Uh, uh, for the Saints. Yep, D coordinator yep. for the Saints. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was barely – he was there like – Maybe two years, maybe yeah, they, did, they did him there. Like, after they did the, uh, from the uh, from the flight from London, like, they was with him for like at least 10 hours. They yeah, were, it, he got home and shot him a text, like, <laughs> gave, him, <laughs> gave him the, gave him the Lane Kiffin treatment, right? Like, you couldn't, you were sitting next to him for 10 hours, you couldn't have told me then, like, <laughs> oh man, well, that's yeah, yeah. that's the business, <laughs> that is the business, you're right. So, um, got a few more questions here for you. What was your favorite restaurant to eat around Purdue? Uh, Qdoba. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Qdoba and Love Shack. Love Shack. Okay. Yeah. F- favorite bar at Purdue? Uh, Brothers. Brothers. Okay. Yeah one one of the few that's still there. It is. Yeah. I have to get back in a while. I actually was supposed to go back this uh. It's off-season for the spring game. But, uh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, thanks, COVID. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> next <laughs> next year, hopefully. Or this, well, hey, you might go back hopefully this, this spring for a real game. Right. <laughs> I might, hey, I won't be too mad about that, though. Yeah. Yeah, they shut Jake's down. There's rumors of the cactus is shutting down. So, 
crazy. That better just be a rumor. I want to say, Ibla Shaq's still there? I've never heard of that, so. (laughs) (laughs) It was literally across the street. (laughs) You know you make that turn? Well, I don't even know if you make that turn into the parking lot. It was the restaurant right across the street from Brothers. Okay, so yes, yeah, it was. It was, uh, wasn't it Vaughn's? Vaughn's Love Shack was that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was there for a couple of years when I was there, and then I think it closed in 2012 or 13. I think, okay, well, show my age. (laughs) (laughs) Do you uh still keep up with Purdue football? Um, after I stopped playing, I went through a little period of depression, so like I kind of was shut football off. Hmm. Uh, I actually shut all sports off. I wasn't watching nothing. But uh, past, like, I say two years, I've been trying to keep up with them a little bit. And I was actually excited to go see them play this year in the spring game. And yeah. hopefully catch a few games during the season. But uh, we all know that it went. But yep. I've been trying to keep up with them. I, might, I was looking forward to seeing uh, more come back. Oh, yeah. 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 I, know, I know when I was coming off of injury, I had I had a lot to prove on the field. So, uh-huh. I was kind of excited to see that, but uh, I think he did what's best for him. Absolutely. And, and his yep. family. But, uh, the, the league is going to be different next year. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. It's going it's to be weird. The evaluation process is going to have to be different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Plays into his, to his, to his talents. And it's, and he was one of the first, but there's numerous others that have kind of <clears> made that same choice and it's just not worth the risk. And that's, yeah, we totally get it. Seems I like mean, the right plus, decision for him. If, if it don't work out, they, they got that program. You come back to the league, come back to school, get your little degree, and if that's what you want to do. It, shoot, the way the world nowadays, if you know coding, you don't need no degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Uh, Evan, Andrew, you got anything else you want to ask before I ask him the last question here? I I was curious. You said. Um, you said you were supposed to. You were coming back or coming back for the spring game. Was that the coaching staff? I guess who set that up? Did you kind of seek that out, or did they seek you out to kind of try to bring you back to get you back on campus and be a part of the program again, or bigger um, part? I think I had got something in the in an email from somebody. I can't remember who it was. Uh, yeah. t- talking about the spring game, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Damn, you know what? It has been a while since I've been back. Like, I think this is the year I should probably come back. Plus, there's a running back there I wanted to talk to." Like I like his game. I just can't think of his name right now. King Doru. Yeah, that. that was a freshman. <laughs> yeah, he was a freshman last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was one I. Yeah, that's what. Wanted to talk to him. I wanted to talk to him about his game. I, I like his game. Good. Yeah. Awesome. They they have another. They have an East Coast running back that should have been a true freshman this year from New York called Ty. His name's Tyreek Murphy. He's one to keep an eye on too going forward. Ooh. Okay, so, I'm yep. check him out. Yeah, East Coast running back there. So, so, so this question is a weird one, but it's one I've literally asked every guest we've ever had, and I usually get the same answer. But is a hot dog considered a sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I heard this question the other day. (laughs) I was like, kind of technically. Okay. Because if you if you think about it, like when you open up a sub, it's the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> well, see, i had yeah i had a new one i had a new one that somebody said this weekend i heard it and they said no it's a taco and i'd never heard that and i'm like i guess because it's like folded and it's got meat in the middle it's the same thing like a taco i guess i'm like oh i kind of get it but no no i ain't a taco yeah <laughs> see that's a, 
it's, it's a corn shell and or, yeah, or uh-huh. corn wrap. Yeah. Some corn. I've always I say kinda. Okay, that that's fair enough. So I've always said it's in its own category. That and a bratwurst, they're kind of just yeah, a hot dog. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, just, you, know, yeah. you know what comes with a hot dog? Like you want to sell two pieces of bread? Like yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. exactly, exactly. Well, hey Corey, where where can all the fans follow you at on social media? Uh, everything is the same. I try to keep it uh consistent like that. <laughs> it's uh, sheets twenty four k on on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Easy enough to remember. So, there you go. The big three. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Corey, we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, sit down with us and do this interview, and uh, best of luck in, in your future endeavors. No problem. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Appreciate yep. That. Boiler up, hammer down. Boiler up. There you go. <laughs>